Trent Cotney and John Kenny are dedicated to helping the construction industry with legal business and safety challenges. Welcome to this week's episode of Law and Mortar. Ready. Hey, this is Trent Cotney. I'd like to welcome everybody to another episode of Law and Mortar. As always, I've got John Kenny with me. John, how are you doing? Doing great. As always, it's great to be here. I look forward to these so much. Yeah, absolutely. So, a lot to talk about. You know, we've both been busy traveling, uh, hitting the trade shows, hitting, you know, the different associations and whatnot. And, you know, I was at uh, NRCA's Legal Con not too long ago and, you know, really had an interesting conversation about selling your business and some things that you don't necessarily think about all the time. You know, one of the things that kind of, you know, we deal with it on the legal side, but I got to hear the the real world application from it, you know, from the panel. And that was how difficult it is to sometimes find some of this documentation that you need for due diligence. Uh, you know, one panelist talked about what a pain it was to transfer title to all those fleet vehicles and equipment and everything else. And just, you don't think about all that as you're kind of going through those transactions. And, you know, I, it, here's another thing, John, and I think you'll appreciate this. You know, we had, you know, 80 people or so in the audience, you know, contractors. At the start of it, I said, anybody that hasn't been solicited at least once this week by a private equity company to buy their business, raise their hand. Nobody raised their hand. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so prevalent now. and Everybody is, is having to think about it. So what are you hearing on your end from the consulting side? Yeah, same way. I've actually talked to some private equity firms that have been reaching out with just basic questions about the industry and, um, you know, what's going on and, you know, where where's the industry heading? And it, it it's warmed up there. I mean, it's beyond warm. I think it's like you said, it's hot. Um, I, I, I think companies, it's like anything else. If you're ready, you're ready. You got to do your due diligence. There's so many of them out there. Every one of them does a deal a little bit differently. I know not that long ago, I, I believe it was you and Ken Kelly, I believe it was on a roofer's coffee shop. You did a great yeah. uh, segment on uh, what goes on when you buy out with the deals and how they're structured. Uh, you, you got you got to really watch that. But it, it's kind of funny. It's they're 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 starting to become almost that lead generation uh, uh, software. Every time you open up your LinkedIn, somebody's sending you a message about lead generation. Now I'm seeing that in the private equity world as well. It's kind of yeah. crazy. It, it really is, you know, it's, it's nuts, but, uh, you know, good for the contractors out there if they can cash out and make some money. Um, you know, another this week, I just got back from San Antonio and I was out speaking at FEI group and we were talking about, you know, some collections best practices had a lot of good people in the audience, everything from management to, you know, AR managers, that kind of stuff. And, you know, for me, and you could probably speak better to this, John, but for me, you know, accounts receivable, it's all about being purposeful and being consistent. You know, it's it's not the kind of thing where you want to start looking at it once that cash starts to run low. You want to consistently, you know, have your operating procedure in place so that you are, you know, engaging in those points of contact, monitoring, you know, the, the key KPIs and understanding, you know, who's getting behind and who do you need to call or, or send emails to. You know, what if you had to give some tips out there to to our listeners as far as best practices for AR, what would you say? Yeah. So, I mean, through my experience and even what I see today in a lot of companies, I think we forget about the disconnect where it starts. Once you get that contract, make sure whoever's going to be doing the billing in your company actually has the proper information about when to bill, who to bill and how to bill. Right. Super important. If you can't get that right, you're already starting to add days on to begin with. 
And then once that happens, what I found about collecting your money, if you get your procedure in place that you're, you're billing it correctly, um, you've got somebody following up, you know, you're doing all the other tips that we've talked about before. But what I found that holds a lot of money up in roofing contractors and, and most constructions firms out there is having some sort of field glitch, not completing everything on the job. Something's left open. A punch list isn't signed. A you know, warranty document. Something isn't ready to go to that client. And then it, what happens? Your receivables are held up for X amount of days till you get that done. And if you don't have something in place to be proactive, like a checklist or, or, or to follow through an SOP of everything that happens when you get to the end of the job, you may have your money hanging out there for, for months upon months. Um, and that's not good. I mean, look at it even from a public standpoint. If you're doing retainage work, there's very few companies that can say they cleared 10% at the end of that job. So you're becoming the banker again, and you don't want to be that way. So those are the tips. Starts at the very beginning when you get the job and have a you know good process in the middle, how you do, send your bills and collect it, and then at the end have a great closeout procedure. Yeah, you know, it's it's you hit on so many good points there. You know, the one thing I want to kind of underscore is that bad data in, bad data out. You know, you've got to make sure you got the right contact information. If you don't, then you're always sending stuff to the wrong person or you're not getting it to where it's got to go. So you if know, you send it to that wrong person, they're usually not going to pick up the phone and tell you that. So no, no not at all. So uh, last thing I want to talk about, John, before we get to the question of the week is we're getting closer to the end of the year. You know, and, um, I know I'm, you know, got a lot of things on the calendar, a lot of places I'm traveling to, a lot of you know different cities I'm speaking in and whatnot. Um, but just curious, you know, what are you looking forward to and, you know, what do you, you kind of see on the horizon for the rest of this year? Well, I'm the same way. I get some travel planned, uh, you know, in November and then uh, starting out the beginning of the year with more travel. But you know what I'm kind of looking forward to is that I love this is my favorite time of year where you get a chance to reflect upon what you've done during the year, how your business has gone, um, where you're at. Um, and then at the same time, these next two months, especially we're already at the end of October for all statements. We're almost to Thanksgiving before you know it. Plan next year. Again, remember that a goal is nothing more than a dream unless you set something down in writing and you actually make an attempt to get there. So again, I, I think this is a great time for reflection and then again, planning into next year. This is the perfect time of year to do it over the next eight weeks. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, my favorite part of year end is it's one of the few times in the year where I can actually think. <laughs> and, you know, most of, you know, I assume a lot of companies out there that listen to this, you're already in budget. You know, you're already working on 2024 budget uh, if you haven't done it already. And it, it it's a good check mark. You know, you benchmark, you know, you kind of go through and you look at how you performed and what you can do better next year. So, you know, real critical time, obviously spending time with the family, relaxing is important. Um, but take that time to think, you know, rarely do we get a moment of quiet to really think about stuff. So I'm looking forward to that. So John, we have got a ton of questions as always, but I want to keep on theme here. So let me see if I can find it. There we go. Uh, this question is from Suzanne, and Suzanne's question is about AR. Uh-huh, right? So she says uh, she's heard us talk before about accounts receivable, uh, that we made some good points, but she's curious as to what software we would recommend 
Um, is this, do you use CRM software? Do you use your estimating software to use operating or do you just use Excel or something like that to uh, help assist with collections? So John, I'll let you tackle that one first. Well, there is, if you, it depends on how you're billing. If you're invoicing through an accounting software, that's absolutely the best place to keep track. You can get your easiest reports, um, your, you know, your current, your 30, your 60, your 90, and so on. But if you're manually sending them out, which there are companies out there to still do, whether you're doing them in Excel or another template, then have some sort of a system with inside of your CRM, even if you're using Outlook. If you're that basic, which nothing wrong with that, you got to start somewhere, make sure there's reminders, make sure there's something tagged, and then work your way up to a, you know, a good CRM that ties into your accounting or a good accounting system that has a ties back to your CRM, whatever that may be. But that's the best way to do it. You can't really do it off of any other software. So, and it could be as simple as QuickBooks, and it can be as complicated as Foundations, or when I mean complicated, big scale as Foundations and Timberline, et cetera. As long as you, it's not a complicated uh, system to use. You just got to have some way of getting reports and records of what's going on. Right. It's uh, technology is only as good as you use it, right? Yep, so, exactly. yeah, that's the you took the words right out of my mouth, you know, accounting software, sometimes CRM. And if absent that, you know, old school outlook or whatever you can to get invoices out. Um, you know, one of the things and I'm a big believer in this is that, you know, companies, contractors tend to spend an inordinate amount on sales and a very, very small fraction of that on accounts receivable. Right. Compared to what they spend on sales. If, if you just spend a little bit more on AR and approach it from the same kind of standpoint that you use your customer service people for, you're not going to be chasing as much money. So allocate those assets appropriately and make sure that you're you're focused and you're honed in on AR heading into the end of 23 and into 24. Cash so. is your bloodline. Yes, sir. That's what it's about right there. So uh, we are at the end of another episode of Law & More. As always, we'd like to thank our loyal viewers for making us the number one construction law podcast in the world. Uh, John, I'd like to thank you. If for any reason you need to get a hold of me, you can reach me at uh, trent.cotney at arlaw.com or on social at Trent Cotney. John, how can they reach you? Same, uh, similar way. Email is jkenny at cotneyconsulting.com and looking for me on social media. Always connect up with you. Look forward to seeing you out there. All right. Thank you, guys. We'll see you soon. Thank you. See you later.